catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Whatever you do, always give 100%. Unless, of course, if you're donating blood. (laughs) Also, if you think yourself too small to be effective, always imagine yourself in the dark with a mosquito. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever happens, guys. If you feel stuck in the middle, keep smiling and keep working or walking. Yes, you would someday get to the end. Welcome to Tony's Tech Side. I live stream on www.africatechradio.com every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday. Wherever you're listening from, like, share, comment. We'll learn a tech word today. We'll dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future. And then we'll share the most important and juiciest tech stories, rocking and impacting Africa to keep you informed. So you can share your stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp. Yes, just text or send a voice note. Mm-hmm. 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. Smile. It's a wonderful day. On this day in 1973, 26 September, the supersonic aircraft Concorde made its first non-stop Atlantic crossing and set a new speed record in the process. So he flew from Washington, D.C. to Paris in France in 3 hours 32 minutes at an average speed of 954 miles per hour. Now, the Concorde caught the old speed record in half. Yes, it was usually done in six hours plus. So one very funny thing that I know happens when you're flying is when there is turbulence. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I experienced this once. And people were already kabashing. Like that point where the aircraft just does. And I was like, oh, my God, I lose my life in a second. People were like, oh, my God, we're already kabashing. I will not die in the air. You are sending it to your work. Oh, God, relax. Do you know how many percent of people actually lose their lives through turbulence? Just about zero point something percent, not even up to five percent. So, but every freaking single time that turbulence happened when in an aircraft, God, you'd see the manifestation of people. Let's leave that alone. On the 27th of September, 1983, Richard Stallman announced that he was going to write a complete Unix compatible software system that he called the GNU, which stands for GNU's Not Unix. This is a significant milestone in the history of open source and free software. And he later founded the Free Software Foundation. Meanwhile, just a few days ago, yeah, less than a week ago, Nigeria's Minister of you know, Communication was in Abuja during the Internet Governance event talking about how it's important for us to have free internet. Yeah, and more like an open internet. Yeah, I'll talk about that later on as I continue. On the 28th of September 1997, just a little over two weeks, yeah, after naming Steve Jobs interim CEO, Apple launched their Think Different ad campaign. It was designed to reintroduce the Apple brand, and the campaign was nearly universally praised by the press, general public, advertising industry, and it won a lot of awards. Looking back now, Think Different was like the symbolic start of Apple's resurgence from near collapse and death in the 1990s and it moved into the most valuable company in the world 
you know, a few years afterwards, the campaign was anchored on the now famous pros, commonly called Crazy Ones. If you're looking for this ad, just look for Apple's Think Different and you'll be blown away. It was narrated by Richard Dreyfuss in the commercial that most people are quite familiar with. So, you know that most people think that it was Steve Jobs that actually wrote Crazy Ones. Like, he wasn't just a computer genius he was also a marketing pr and maybe communication genius too oh the fact remains that it was actually written by rob satanen and ken seagal and they worked at the advertising agency that apple hired so here it is here's to the crazy ones the misfits the rebels the troublemakers the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. So I don't think I'm doing it as great as, you know, Richard Dreyfuss actually did it. So why not let's just take a listen to Richard Dreyfuss and then see how exactly they killed this ad. Here's to the crazy ones. The misfits. The rebels. Troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Well, there you go. So that's it. To the misfits, the crazy ones. That's um, what actually launched Apple into what I would call, you know, the resurgence that blew it. And this just underlies the importance of having someone at the top who kind of like charges forward and everyone emulates, you know, like how he goes about things. Who says that leadership isn't important? In 1998, on the 27th of September, for some very peculiar reason, Google has sometimes chosen, you know, 27th September to celebrate its birthday, even though it is more officially September 4th or September 7th. Google has no explanation for celebrating their birthday on different days over the years, other than, you know, like what we've heard and what we've seen and on the 29th of september 1983 microsoft released their first software application microsoft word 1.0 omg yes so this was for use with ms dos compatible systems and word was the first word processing software to make extensive use of a computer mouse well not coincidentally Microsoft had released a computer mouse for IBM-compatible PCs earlier in the year 1983. A demo version was also included for free with a copy of PC Word magazine, marking the first time you know, that you'd have a floppy disk. Now, on 30th of September 1980, Digital, Intel, and Xerox released version 1.0 of the Ethernet specification, known as the Blue Book. 
since that time, Ethernet has evolved into the de facto networking standard for local area networks. That's LAN in businesses and in the home. Yes, so think of that cord that we use to connect to those personal computers those days that had hunchbacks yeah those internet cords exactly just think of that well the word for today is ai hallucination now ordinarily what is hallucination what is a hallucination it's a false perception of objects or events that involve your senses so a false perception of objects or events of things you see, things you hear, things you smell, things you touch, and things you taste. So some people might just be hallucinating. Someone says you're hallucinating. It means what you're saying is not exactly what it is, right? You're just hearing things or you're just seeing things. So you're just perceiving things or smelling things or, you know, or you touch. You, you see, you, you, know, you touch something. You don't really touch it. You're like, oh, I'm holding on to him now. Oh, God, he's not there. What are you holding on to? So, but for AI hallucination, it has become a word, by the way, in case you didn't know. It's... What happens is when a large language model like um, your chat GPT, right? When it gives you a false information, right? That are not based on real data or events or they're based on backdated, you know, information or data. Yep. That is called AI has. Or they just bring up something totally like some, they just fabricate something. And they would so the, they would actually say this with a lot of authority, like oh, they even bring out www dots, you know, this kind of thing. I give it to you if you click on it, aga is wrong. Yes, fabricated. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of examples about this thing, but one of the most notable instances and examples of this happening is a promotional video that Google released in February 2023, and it involved the chatbot BAD. Yes, Google's chatbot BAD, when it incorrectly claimed that the James Webb Space Telescope took the first image of a planet outside of the solar system. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, they so bashed Google. I think Google even lost like you know like a couple of percentages and whatnot. On, you know, in the in the markets, in terms of value, but it got it back later on. Also, let's not just bash, bash Google. I not remember what Microsoft's Bing AI in the same February 2023 when it analyzed an earnings statement from Gap and then provided an incorrect summary of facts and figures. There was one I saw that you know it was like, oh, how much is Google worth or something like, and it was like one billion or something when it was supposed to be about a hundred billion. So these are just examples and. Google even said then that, oh, don't trust our AI. You go and verify your information. You verify your information very well. So what usually causes AI to ha- AI like to hallucinate? Sometimes it would be outdated data or low-quality training data, incorrectly classified or labeled data. Sometimes it might just be inconsistencies or biases in the training data, right? And the factual errors, the errors in what they feed it. And sometimes it's insufficient programming, you know, to interpret information correctly. So we're starting in Nigeria, talking the stories that have broken and the stories impacting the continent of Africa, where the Minister of Communications, Innovation and Digital Economy, Bosun Tijani, yes, is actually the recently appointed actually and he's been making a lot of waves he has advised african countries to make access to the internet open and secure not free but open and secure 
and he made this note at the African Internet Governance Forum, which held a couple of days ago in Abuja. He promised to continue to work with countries in Africa on different fronts to ensure that Internet is effectively governed so that it's wonderful and many resources can be leveraged for citizens and the growth of the nation. And still talking Nigeria, guys, if you're in Nigeria, do you actually believe that telecommunication, I mean telcos, um, actually have done a good job? Do you know what I'm asking? Because the NCC, the Nigerian Communications Commission, says that four mobile network operators, MTN, Globalcom, Airtel, and Nine Mobile, are meeting, in fact, have met their quality of service key performance indicators, that's their KPIs, in terms of quality of service. And this is despite complaints from subscribers in Nigeria over poor service, you know, but their data, according to the data that's been released by the NCC, these guys are like, they're, they're smashing their KPIs, bro. <laughs> so this is a nationwide quality of service data released by the NCC. And this is be between July and June, July 2022 and June 2020. That's a one year report. So it means they have met, they met their KPIs and the performances are measured by, you know, based on parameters such as call setup success rates, drop call rates and traffic channel congestion. According to the NCC in Nigeria, these quality of service standards ensure that consumers continue to have access to high quality telco services by setting basic minimum quality levels for operators. Well, it's out there. You need to actually be the ones to decide whether or not Nigerians you're getting the quality of service that you need from the telcos in the country. Moving swiftly over to Kenya, what has been the most important um, story out of Kenya for me would be the $60 million that Kenya, you know, grants that Kenya got from the U.S. when it visited U.S. And I think it's actually beautiful because this grant from the MCC to the government of Kenya is the largest and one of the most ambitious threshold programs that the MCC, which is the Millennium Challenge Corporation, ever implemented with a partner country. And according to the CEO of MCC, being Millennium Challenge Corporation, Alice Albright, this reflects the confidence that MCC has in Kenya to address its own challenges to economic growth and is yet one more symbol of the long-standing relationship between the United States of America and Kenya. And they also signed like a very mouth-watering deal um, with the United States. It's it's beautiful. It's really wonderful. But then something else that's happening also in Kenya that I think is worth talking about is the lawsuit brought about by someone against Safaricom and a high court judge ruled that Safaricom actually has a case to answer regarding that intellectual property IP infringement allegation that Kenyan business businessman Peter Nthabi Mwoki you know, brought to the court, alleging that Safaricom deployed an Mpesa feature that is similar to his innovation as, you know, the High Court judge Josephine Mongare, you know, chose to dismiss the petition filed by Safaricom to suspend that hearing. So, well, Safaricom, you have something, you have a case actually to answer. And the telco Safaricom wanted to launch a product known as Managed Child Account under a USSD code. And according to the businessman, Peter Mwoki, 
he had shared with Safaricom a similar product known as MTN account. And this was an M-Pesa sub-wallet for persons within 13 to 17 years and 18 to 24 years. It was meant to enhance parental control um, of children's spending behaviors. And this meeting allegedly took place in March 2021. And Safaricom had informed him that there would be hurdles in rolling out the feature. You know, primarily the biggest obstacle was said to be the lack of identification cards among, you know, these children. The, you know, it's IP is a major issue. And I've had a couple of conversations around IP um, that are also on the website, www.africatechradio.com. And I think we need to start taking them really seriously, right? Both for, you know, people who are individuals and for people who are on the other end, you know, like not just the employers, you know, but the companies itself and the people who work in these companies. It's a really big issue and everyone should, you know, take it seriously, very seriously. Something else I know that everybody should take seriously is the man at the helm of affairs in the Central Bank of Nigeria. Yes, he is resuming office, but bro... It's a thousand naira to one dollar. One dollar don't become one naira. One dollar and a one thousand naira. And he has his work cut out for him. But a lot of economists and a lot of people in the business space have like kind of like shown that shown their support, right? And said, you know what? We know this man can handle the job. We don't need to sit down like Omale, you know, hand to chin and start thinking of how he's going to go about it. He has our support, he has our backing, he has our trust. And this is wishing, you know, Yemi, Ola Yemi Cardoso, all the best as he takes up the job of the CBN's governor. Straight up into Kenya, where the ICTC authority just launched an online platform that can help offenders that are seeking presidential pardon to submit their applications. Yes, this platform was launched in collaboration with the Power of Mercy Advisory Committee, POMAC, and will be known as Power of Mercy Petitions Management Information Systems, EPOMMIS. That's EPOMMIS. The system that was launched by the Chief of Staff and Head of Public Service, Felix Koske, at Kamiti Maximum Security Prison last week, plans to enhance transparency, accountability, participation, collaboration, and feedback on the power of mercy petitions process. It's an end-to-end system that's on the eCitizen platform. I checked it out on the eCitizen platform, and it's accessible to all stakeholders and members of the public. Yep. And just in case you're thinking of where exactly you, you should go to, just go to together dot go dot ke power of mercy advisory according to the power of mercy act 21 of 2011 which was revised in 2016 any person may subject to the constitution of the act petition the president through the committee to exercise the power of mercy and grant any relief specified in article 133 subsection 1 of the constitution and this is supposed to not just digitize the process but try to make the process transparent yeah so that everyone can see see it accountability also and then collaboration and participation this you know the action of listening to president william ruto's call to digitize government services talking about e-governance you know indicates that you know this should bring about some form of efficiency in service delivery and transparency of the process of actually getting presidential pardon to those who are in prison and i hope that this actually 
lives up to the calling of what it's supposed to do. And in Burundi, SpaceX has opened discussions, according to what I hear, with the government of Burundi over a potential launch of Starlink's low Earth orbit LEO satellite broadband service in the second quarter of 2024. According to Urgence Ecofin, uh, Burundi is gearing up for the commercial launch of 5G services from July 2024 and Starlink's presence could kind of like align with its own strategy of high-speed internet, which is largely unavailable to most of Burundi's population. So we're thinking the Starlink satellite connectivity should be a strong option for connecting rural areas where there are no terrestrial networks. But then the money, they say now money, now money, like the cost of it, yeah, is something that would actually have to think about. Now in Sierra Leone, cross-border payments company Clasha just announced that they've gotten a license from the regulatory authorities in Sierra Leone to operate and offer their groundbreaking fintech services in the country. So what can this license do for Clasha? This license helps Clasha to be able to operate in Sierra Leone and for its payment services to be available to the people of Sierra Leone, the citizens, the people and the businesses that are domiciled or in Sierra Leone. If you don't know what um, Clasha does, so Clasha are a tech company and what they do is payments so cross-border payment from one country to another from the continent of africa to you know overseas outside the continent of africa and they are backed by american express graycroft and seed camp when i say namoni actually namoni so <laughs> gen z's guys come closer I've got some word for you. Now, Gen X and Gen Y, you can sit back, just relax. A study by LinkedIn, August 2023, mm-hmm, discovered that 41% of Gen Zs pretend to be more knowledgeable about AI than they actually are. My response, nastil money. Because why will only 18% of Gen X employees exhibit such pretentious behavior? And then we have 41% of Gen Zs claiming to be much more knowledgeable about AI than they actually are. The study included over 2,000 participants that are aged 18 and above. And it revealed that members of Gen Z were 10% more likely than the general population to claim that they had used an AI tool when in fact they had not. And all they were, what they had just used were tools. Now, this largely stems from young workers' concerns about their level of AI um, knowledge, with 45% you know, saying that they worry about not knowing enough about AI. It's actually, you know, it's okay to not know too much or not know enough because it opens up a new vista of learning for you. Mm-hmm. Now, talking about knowing enough about AI, remember our word for today is AI hallucination, which means that AI can actually produce or give you information that is not correct. Yes, that's not factually right. And it can be called hallucinating, AI hallucination. So you need to cross-check all of the facts and all of the information that AI gives to you. Now, the chat GPT can hear, see, and speak as I speak and leave. <laughs> ChatGPT can speak. The parent company of ChatGPT, OpenAI, they are beginning to roll out a new feature that will allow you to have voice conversations with ChatGPT. 
this is according to a blog post that they published on you know the their platform and it's coming just weeks after you know it emerged that they had lost traffic for the third straight month but also just coming a few weeks after they announced that you know images yes they can actually you can put in images and generate images yes and it can actually generate you know generative ai that's what it can do for images and not just for text now what they're doing with this is that they're allowing you to have a voice conversation with ChatGPT or to show ChatGPT what you're talking about. So you can use the voice to engage in back and forth conversation with ChatGPT. You can speak with it on the go. You can request a bedtime story for your family or settle a dinner table debate and it will respond. This new voice capability is powered by a new text-to-speech model, which OpenAI says is capable of generating human-like audio just from text and a few seconds of sample speech. Now, you can decide to use the pre-recorded voices or record your own voices, which the system will train itself to use in a short time. Guys, what are we walking into? A line mind that will explode and blow our minds. In the same vein, Spotify introduced an AI-powered voice translation feature that allows podcasters like myself and Lillian Brown Sugar to effortlessly expand their reach to foreign language audiences. So what it does is, now this is AI that translates your podcast episode into different languages while still using the voice of the podcaster. Yes, and some people think this is more like a very authentic, you know, listening experience for the audience worldwide because you don't need to translate in a foreign voice or in a voice that is not the podcaster's own. But then it just gives your... If for now, it's available in your translation from English to Spanish and French, but it's something that most likely will evolve and become better. So Spotify initially partnered with a select group of podcasters to test this feature and the tool is available for translating into Spanish and French and German is underway in the near future, according to them. And the core tech tech behind this feature is OpenAI's voice transcription tool known as Whisper. So you could go check Whisper out and see if you want to also in maybe integrate it to your own podcast platform. Yes, this is speaking to my producer. Please check that out. See, we can integrate it to our own so we can also translate in other languages. Like you're going to listen to us in Spanish hey, and French or Francais. Yes, it sounds actually very exciting so this kind of like tips takes it a step further into not just merely transcribing speech but also translating and reproducing the entire podcast into an ai synthesized version of the podcaster's distinct voice and i told you we're going to do great things you know with ai and some people say no that's right Yes, we will continue to think about the gray areas and the gray sides. We'll continue to also ensure that we use these things to create solutions that will help us level up. Just like Burner Boy will always say, level up. And that's the most exciting thing about these new and emerging technologies. I live stream every weekday from 9 a.m. West African time till midday. And then... My episodes are available as podcast episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever, wherever you get your podcast from. Yes, all those popular sites you get your podcast from. So don't forget to like, 
you know, subscribe and share whichever button or option is available to you wherever you're listening to this from. Even if you're listening to it from social media as a snippet cut out from somewhere, please come back to www.africatechradio.com and follow us across social media at A Tech Radio on Instagram at Africa Tech Radio everywhere else. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.